0: Okay, hey, welcome to the Peer Pressure Podcast, where
1: health and life meet. Um, let's start with introductions. Hi, my name is Kanyisa. I'm a health communicator. Hi, my name is Ivana. I do a lot of things,
2: and activist is one of them.
3: Hi, my name is Mpo, and I am a community health activist. Huh? Yeah, yes. I
4: agree. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my name is Llanga. I'm a social
0: justice activist. And then we are also joined by our guest. Uh, Tato is a pharmacist with a passion for health equity. Hi, Tato. Thanks so much for joining us. Hi, Aziza. Um, and I'm Aziza. I'm the medical scientist, and I'll be hosting um, this session called What the Vax? So, one of the most significant events in human history is the current vaccine race towards herd immunity against SARS-CoV-2 virus that causes COVID-19. But for the purposes of this podcast, and because that is how it's generally used colloquially, we will refer to this virus as COVID. Scientifically incorrect, but it is what it is. It is what it is. (laughs) So yesterday we got the breaking news that vaccine rollout has been halted due to blood concerns. What the? L- yeah. lot <laughs> yes, that's, the one. that's the one. Okay. Let's unpack what it means for us personally and as collective South Africans by figuring out what the VAX. So let's perhaps start with a basic summary of what a vaccine does and what role it plays in curbing infectious diseases. So the vaccine teaches our immune system to recognize a virus. And after you are vaccinated, if we're exposed to the virus, our immune system recognizes, attacks and blocks the virus. And there are different types of vaccines that either deliver or cause our bodies to make its own proteins found on the surface of the virus. Very technical, but Tato, can you please share your understanding of the topic and the different brands available?
5: Uh, Sure Aziza. So currently we have uh, about three different types of vaccines. Um, I'm going to start with the first one, which is famous because it's a new type of vaccine, which is the mRNA vaccine uh, that's been rolled out by Pfizer and Moderna. So this vaccine works in a way of producing what they call, uh, well, messenger RNA. So the messenger RNA is then injected into the body And this messenger RNA then makes your body produce what they call a harmless spike protein, which stimulates your body to then create antibodies that can fight the COVID virus. The second one that we have is the viral vector uh, vaccine. These are, this this one is known, um, the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine, as well as the J&J vaccines, uh, viral vector vaccines. So these ones basically, what they do is they take what they call a gener- genetically modified virus, so a genetically, a genetically modified version of the coronavirus, and they inject it into what, they co- what we call an adenovirus, which is a harmless virus, and this basically de- um, delivers this into your body to stimulate uh, antibody uh, reaction from your body. Then the last one we have is the protein-based. So the protein-based one, uh, it's not really known, um, I don't think it's being used currently, but it's the Novavax vaccine. Okay. This one just takes parts of the virus, so it takes certain parts of the virus that, it, that, that we know can stimulate an antibody reaction. So only certain parts of the, the virus, like let's say uh, certain proteins that the virus contains are injected into the body, um, and then that will cause an antibody uh, reaction
0: that protects you against the disease. Um, thank you, Tato. Um, I just wanted to know from everyone else, like how do you feel about the fact that you were vaccinated at birth and now suddenly facing a new vaccine that is an adult choice to make? And then would you take the vaccine? You know,
1: yes or no and why? I think for me, the the, the from birth one is, is definitely an interesting one. Understanding like Different dynamics, particularly where vaccines get tested, and our theories or conspiracy theories around <laughs> yeah. how vaccination the vaccination actually happens, and and thank goodness we've got scientists here. But um, my understanding is that um, one of the reasons that we don't have certain diseases anymore, or at least there's far less prevalence, is because of vaccination. I mean, I've got two kids who both have been vaccinated through time. I still got the lovely stamp on my right right shoulder from the old version of the vaccines. And I think even though I've got my kind of understanding of how health works, I also understand how it's been a real part of preserving humanity. And so I understand why it needs to happen. I just, I struggle with like, the politics around how vaccines were delivered to us, the suffering that had to go through for them to be tested on us, particularly in Africa and how the world benefited and also the swift nature of this one. Like how do you get a vaccine like coming through in less than a year when there's been diseases that are ravaging um, our continent and there's absolutely no vaccines for those diseases. So I understand why it exists from, from someone who's been vaccinated and who's had my children vaccinated. But like politics, man, I can't divorce it from the politics. I mean, if, uh, uh, let's think about like, I'd, I'd ask about HPV. I've never had an HPV vaccine. Ivana. I mean,
2: okay, so I, I've never had an HPV vaccine myself. Mm-hmm. I am looking into it. Okay, granted, I'm turning thirties, so, right? So I mean, like that's a that's a whole other conversation. So from my understanding of the HPV vaccine that's being rolled out in South Africa at the moment, it's being rolled out for 11, 12, and sometimes fourteen to sixteen. Mm. Um, and because we have such a we are the third largest country in the world with uh, like HPV um uh, cervical cancer issues, mm. right? So I mean. It it, it seems like this is the best way for us to go in terms of the HPV vaccine, um, for us to get like our kids, uh, especially our teenagers, before they're exposed to any form of sexual contact. Right. Um, But at the same time, like there's a whole, again, there's like this whole understanding of of different politics on, should you take the vaccine? Should you not take the vaccine? Mm. When should you take the vaccine? And then when it comes to COVID, on the other hand, there's a whole list of other issues that right. there's the first mRNA vaccine, it's um uh it's obviously made in such a short period of time. All of these things that contribute to our doubts about taking vaccines in general. I don't I support the idea of vaccines, they've helped us a lot. Mm-hmm. I understand, and I completely agree with Kanisa in the sense that she's she uh, that vaccines have helped humanity grow. But there's a whole bunch of other things that surround vaccines. Um not not I, okay, there's also the conspiracy
1: that yeah, <laughs> we can never ah! is it conspiracy though, because also I mean, umpo is the one that works with the with the community. Why is it that there's such Silence around HPV as well, because I feel like as much as this rollout, because it's a sexual and reproductive aspect of vaccinating, you don't hear a lot about it. And let's not even get started on the fact that boys don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: You know what I know is that it's been rolled out in schools, mm-hmm. and there's uh, community health workers will go to schools from the Department of Health and. They just go to a school, they get consent from parents, <coughs> sorry, mm. and then girls get vaccinated. That's, mm. that's, that's how smooth is happening. And when I say smooth, I don't mean smooth as think everything is you know is is okay. But it's you are you are told by your parents they sign a consent form, go and get it.
1: Yeah.
4: And, and if the parents are like it.
3: and if the parents are saying no,
1: yeah.
3: they're saying no. Mm
1: because it's a sexual thing and suddenly yes, encouraging
3: yes, yes and you must know you just said something about boys not getting it so you you know some people are starting to say the girls you know there's something there
5: mm. about
3: them and this thing and the boys are saying what's going on why are they getting it we're not getting it but again it's
0: so adult. as an adult, um, Shanga, maybe you could give us <laughs> some perspectives I'm
4: really on million adults. <laughs> adult, <laughs> adult <school>. Adulting. <laughs> oh, please, Oh, please. And adults
2: for a long time. <laughs>
4: Still young at heart, though. What can we say? Yeah, no. Um, i I'm, I'm definitely. Eager to take the vaccine. Right. I'm saying that with a very limited understanding of the science, right. but with a, I think, a fairly good understanding of the politics right, yeah. uh, 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 behind vaccines. And I think I support all the activism, you know, mm. you know, in terms of the politics around vaccines. Right. And uh, we have to stay alive <laughs> you yeah. know, to, to, to fight, you know, yeah. to fight this system. Know that 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 creates inequality, you know, mm. and, and and all of those things. So mm. I'm I'm ready to take the vaccine. I want to take the vaccine, <laughs> Me the vaccine. but. I, even though I understand the politics right. around it. And I think it's important for us to keep talking, you know, yeah. um, about those things, to keep fighting about the systems that perpetuate inequality. So that, 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 that's where I'm at. But I think something that I maybe I would want to raise later on is I've been thinking a lot about South Africa, mm. you know, that when we eventually have this all out, as South Africa, and with the rates of inequality in South Africa, and with everything me being literally in shambles in terms of service delivery,
1: yeah,
4: you know who's going to benefit? Who's not going to benefit? Yeah. I, I, yeah. So I think that's that's that's, that's, a real that's, real that's real something real. else. That's okay. And that
0: you also see on social media where the South African youth. Um, they are manifesting vaccinations
4: <laughs> Girl.
0: and we want to go on vaccination vacations oh. and i personally am very jealous <laughs> of seeing people in what we call first world countries you know getting vaccinated
5: yeah
0: so i mean would travel requirements motivate you to to get the vaccine
1: because i mean oh yes i mean i don't i don't think i don't think that they they would i'm uh, motivated i'm motivated already i just want to be alive <laughs> you i really just want to be alive that's
2: my take on it Tata what's your take on on um do you think that travel restrictions are going to um, being not vaccinated uh, is going to prohibit you from moving around the world
5: um for me um travel yeah i think for me it's 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 a worry um especially uh, looking at depending on what type of vaccine you've taken. I mean, different vac- vaccines have different efficacies, depending on which mutation the country you are traveling to has. So it's, it's a very contentious issue um, in terms of getting vaccinated, but getting vaccinated with which vaccine and which one is effective according to where you're going. So um, I think that's a wider issue. Um, so even getting vaccinated, you might not be Able to go into certain countries because they might have a different uh, strain of COVID. So, yeah, it's a it's a tricky one. Yeah. Um, but I would get vaccinated though. Um, yeah, I also want to be alive.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I also wanted to ask you what is your opinion on um, out of the out of the main vaccines that you know, Moderna. Pfizer, uh, Johnson & Johnson, um, and AstraZeneca, what do you think are the best options for the South African variant, given your knowledge on the subject?
5: Well, currently looking at the South African variant, um, the one that, according to studies, has shown to be effective is the Johnson & Johnson. Mm. Um, The AstraZeneca, we cannot really rule out because the study that was used to actually disqualify it only looked at whether people who got vaccinated got um, moderate to mild disease so there's no information whether it prevents severe disease or even prevents death so we don't have that data yet Uh so it could be effective but we don't know Um, but obviously the government has decided that they're not going to use that one but the data otherwise is not available we don't know if it works Um, Pfizer, Moderna, they've already shown that they are not effective against uh, the variant that is dominant in South Africa.
0: Oh, interesting. And that's also where we come in with the costs of these vaccines, because now different countries, um, you know, like they keep saying that economics affects vaccine delivery to countries that have less money. But maybe we should just think about how capitalism in general um, contributes to bad health outcomes and even unnecessary deaths. And this also relates to the health inequality that Flanga just mentioned. Yeah,
4: I think think for me what's confusing, we keep hearing even leaders of this first world countries say, saying even the European Union, we shouldn't hoard vaccines, mm. we shouldn't hoard vaccines, but they are hoarding vaccines. Mm. And I think the question for me is, what is the role of the World Health Organization? You know, right. you know so 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 as a, we, we have a global, we are global, but it seems like there's people that don't get held accountable. You mm. know? So I, I'm, I'm not sure, um, and also, there's supposedly, a, 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 what is it, Covax, where they're they, 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 they pulling resources so that, yeah. so that vaccines actually go to mm. even the poorer countries, but it's not clear when and how, everything is a delay, it's a delay, but there's countries that just have, have vaccinated hundreds of millions of people already.
1: So I think when Aziza was starting as well, had spoken about the fact that, um, they're, they're halting the use of Johnson & Johnson. And Tata just said, efficacy levels for Johnson & Johnson are what we need as a country. So then in terms of that economy and who holds the power, mm-hmm. it's a real question when, if there's six people and six million, I mean, in terms of of, of really... The statistically speaking, we have a better chance of making sure that people survive if you use Johnson and Johnson mm-hmm. instead of Pfizer. But the likelihood is that we'll get Pfizer, even if that's not what we want. And that's definitely economics and politics and who holds the power. And it's scary how it's playing out.
0: And that's what's giving me anxiety now is that the longer we take to vaccinate, the more opportunities presented for emergence of new variants right. of the virus. Hmm. So Tato, like we know vaccinations are old, um, and vaccine technology has evolved a lot in the past years. Let's quickly chat about why certain viruses are harder to combat. Like Anissa mentioned, how fast this vaccine was developed. Why are others harder to combat using vaccines?
5: Um, yeah, so vaccine well, technology, um, the ones that we used back in the past is your adenoviruses, which is basically the Johnson & Johnson one. And, and now we have this mRNA uh, vaccine that's coming out from Pfizer and Moderna. Now, those technologies basically were actually um, fast-tracked when they started doing Ebola vaccinations, when they were researching into Ebola vaccinations. So by the time that COVID uh, came about, that technology was already there for use. So, And a lot of the partnerships that we've seen in developing this vaccine has actually allowed it to be fast-tracked um, in terms of getting a vaccine that works and getting a vaccine that, well, we assume is safe um, out very quickly because of the partnerships. Because usually pharma, pharmaceutical companies do not partner, but in this case, because it was um, a pandemic um, that would affect economies all around the world. So they partnered and that's basically how it was fast-tracked. But going into vaccine technology, the, generally the denovirus vaccines that we normally used in the past take longer to one manufacturer. They also take longer to do research and go through all the studies before you can actually bring it to market whereby your mRNA vaccine is actually a lab-based and it can be quickly and easily um, manufactured. So that's, that's, that's the benefit of the mRNA uh, vaccine.
0: Yeah. Thank you for sharing your knowledge with us, Tato. This is very useful information, I think, because you know, we presented with so many options and so many news headlines. You know, we just need to clear the confusion. Um, let's maybe just do some closing remarks on the topic. Um, would you say what you'd like to
1: add in? I think more than anything else, this short session has shown me the importance of um keeping your eyes out for information and looking at the validity of the information, right? Because as much as we hear on the news, what we need to be really bogging down on is, is how true is the information and fact check it constantly. I think secondly, for me, I'd like to see more of the HPV conversation. Um, see at least, a Bigger and better presence um, of how it's being rolled out, some of the impact it's had, and how we can roll out more to older women who are in their 20s, um, who are still not 27. I think the set cutoff is 27. 26, 26, 26. yeah. yeah. Um, See um, if other women, older women, can enroll, you know, because we are hard hit by cervical cancer. When there is a vaccine that can help lessen the impact. So for me, it's just those big two things, because as far as I know, the children are still getting vaccinated, so nobody is querying that. So it's our adult choices, and our kind of um, choice forming uh, what informs our choices that we need to really be thinking about.
2: Oh, thanks, Ivana so um as someone who was vehemently against the vaccine at the beginning of- <laughs> like i was just saying this out out loud yes i was one of those people and i definitely i, I had my doubts about taking this vaccine but as time goes on and, and as more information presents itself and the more that i am engaging with people who know the science mm. as opposed to just some youtube random people <laughs> uh I, i've come to the to the conclusion that I will definitely get this vaccine and I want to get it as soon as possible right. however <laughs> I feel like it's really important for us to um, uh, as everybody here is in health um, and I think that for for us we need to be able to be honest and open about our approach to our understanding of how the vaccine is to work how it you know and try and advocate for those kind of things um, in the meantime and hopefully Someday soon, we'll all be sitting around a table hugging and loving each other, (laughs) Um, like we used to, so yeah, that's my closing remarks.
0: Um, Thanks,
4: Sivana. Flanga, any closing remarks? Yeah, no, I think my closing remarks is I think uh, Tato really helps uh, for me, Mm. in particular, to understand, so I think it's important that, you know, um, we have more people like natural scientists; their voices being out there, you know, people who, who are in this field. Because for a lot, of, a lot of us, the conversations are really intimidating. Mm. For us, it's just a basic question of staying alive. Yeah, you know, with, with very limited understanding of what it means scientifically, you know, mm. uh, and and all of those things. But what consumes it consumes me around this thing as a South African is the, the poor service delivery when it comes to health. I'm trying to imagine a point where there's 100 million vaccines available for South Africans and the systems, the lack of systems mm. in place to deliver those vaccines mm. to the poor, to those in, in, in the rural community. Mm. How South Africa will navigate that? I, I just can't see it. Mm. You know, I can't see how that will happen. I, I just read recently that there's four sites in the East End King at the moment. Mm. Um, uh, they set up for more sites in the East End King. When the East End King, when they had to step up, they bought those bikes that ah. looked like ambulances. When they <laughs> had to step up. So I'm trying to imagine. So for me, that that's the thing that I think when it comes to vaccines, that's that's the area of activism that I'm really mm. invested in. Yeah. That's the area of activism mm. that I'm really invested in, mm. in terms of, so there's an old lady in the, is Cape in the deepest rural parts, she wants a vaccine. Will she have to stand in the queue for five hours, for 12 hours to get that vaccine? What does it mean? Yeah. That's
2: all.
0: That is a very important, oh, uh, <laughs>
1: Oh,
3: yeah, sure.
1: we need to have a discussion
3: about that. No, no, we, we, we definitely I invested in that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Should I go? Okay, I think with me also, I'm I'm waiting as soon as they say come, I'll go, <laughs> and I hope that they comes because those things, you know, from what we hear, we're not even sure. Mm. But I think we are privileged. Mm. We can sit here and talk about this. We mm-hmm. got Tato and a, lot, a whole lot of people who can give us information. There's a lot of there's mm. millions of South Africans who don't know anything about what, what we've been talking about. Mm. talking about Who does not even think about traveling? They don't care mm. about whether you're going to have to travel one day. All they want is a vaccine. Are they getting enough information? Is it going to reach them soon? We don't know. And and I think we should be putting you know our foot on the accelerator in terms of making sure that. We get people to get information, especially your deep rural uh, uh, areas, your townships. I mean, let me tell you, I think people in Deep Spurt, mm-hmm. in Kahiso, there's a lot of them who are not even getting information mm-hmm. that we are at least privileged to get. Yeah, right. And maybe the sooner a government does something about that, the better.
0: And I think we're speaking about access to information and science communication mm-hmm. because there's lots of TikTok videos explaining how vaccine works. There's a lot of information online that you have to also filter through. Mm-hmm. But also, like you were saying, the communities there's no access to this information. So how do we get science communication across this level? That's that's a podcast for another time. Right. Yeah.
1: Um,
2: but the, I, but I guess that's the point of this podcast, right? right. The point of this podcast is for us to um, try and come up with human interactions that, where we have, have to sit with and grapple with. Right. Like, are we gonna take the vaccine? Are we not gonna take the yeah. vaccine? Should we take the vaccine, should we not? And I think that's the point of this podcast. So I'm hoping that people, people are on this podcast. Yeah. Yes.
0: yeah. So. It was great to get perspectives from people from different, not walks of life, walks of life, careers, different backgrounds. So getting these different perspectives on the same topic is quite interesting. I think this session has been quite valuable as well. And thank you, Tato, for also contributing to the conversation and the scientific part of the conversation. Do you
2: have any closing remarks, Tato?
5: Um, yeah um, I think this this has been very productive. Um, and I think what what I would take from this is especially when it talks about health communication um, I think a lot of what the media reports which they should but they, they, they should also report it with other facts um, creates vaccine hesitancy. Um, if we take into account this current one whereby you have blood clots, of six from what, 7 million now. Uh And also the AstraZeneca one also had blood clots in Europe, but it was cleared. And you have European countries now sitting on AstraZeneca vaccines because no one wants to take them. Uh Um, So I think also the just getting the information through in terms of what's happening with the vaccines, what are the side effects? Those are very important. So that people do not become hesitant in taking the, the vaccine. Yeah. That would be my closing remark.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Tato. And thanks everyone for contributing to this conversation. Um, peer pressure podcast will be back soon again <laughs> with another yeah. another conversation okay. on an important topic.